0: Hi there, lovely lady. Welcome to 500 Seconds to Joy. I'm your host, Stephanie. I'm so glad you're here. This is a podcast for the busy mom who wants to find some extra joy in her day. In eight minutes or less, I will share my own words of encouragement for you and some God-inspired words of wisdom. When I have fabulous guests to share with you, you'll hear an inspiring interview in 20 minutes or less. I like to keep it short and sweet actionable, and encouraging. Let's get started. Welcome to 500 Seconds to Joy. I'm your host, Stephanie. I'm so happy you're here. We are continuing on with our January All About Authors series, and today I am bringing you Tracy Steele. She wrote the book, A Redesigned Life, Uncovering God's Purpose When Life Doesn't Go As Planned. And I have another giveaway for you. To win a copy of Tracy's book, the link is in the show notes, or you can go over to Instagram, enter that way. And today I am talking with Tracy about just what happens when the way you planned out your life doesn't go quite the way you wanted. What about when God redesigns it? What happens then? So, Tracy has some practical advice and lovely encouragement for you today. I know you are going to love hearing from her. She's so inspiring, and she has so much wisdom to share. So enjoy our conversation, friends. Okay, friends, sorry I'm interrupting. Before you get into the interview with Tracy Steele, I just want to invite you. I did this a few months ago. It was super fruitful. And Amy from House of Islers and I are doing this again. It's a seven-day no-screen challenge the little twist is that we're adding no social media to the challenge. So again, you can make this challenge, whatever you'd like. The link is in the show notes to sign up. So head on over there and let's get more intentional with our time. This challenge starts next week, January 27th, and it's seven days. We can do this friends. Welcome Tracy. Hi, thanks for having me, Stephanie. You're so welcome. I'm so glad you're here. And everybody, this is Tracy Steele. She is an author. She loves sharing the message of Jesus and she ministers to women. She's a former interior designer and ministry leader for youth. And her most recent book is all about how God will redesign our lives if we let him. And her book is called A Redesigned Life, Uncovering God's Purpose when life doesn't go as planned. So I'm really excited to have you, Tracy, on the podcast today. And um, I just love the way you use design principles in your book to specifically explain how God shapes and molds our lives. So I would love for you to briefly introduce yourself to our lovely listeners and just talk about your family a little bit and share um, where you got the idea for this book.
1: Sure. Well, and again, it's such a joy for me to be here. So I am a proud military spouse. Uh, My husband is a pilot in the United States Air Force. And so Stephanie, we have moved six times in 11 Mm -hmm. years of marriage. So if anybody needs any help moving, Give me a call. I can definitely help (laughs) you get packed and on the road. Uh, But we have two sweet children, Jackson, who is my fifth grader, and Katie, who is my third grader. And they are right in the middle of homework and baseball and gymnastics and all of the things. Um, And so they keep me very, very busy in this season when I'm not writing and speaking. Um, And then how I came to to think about this book is um, you alluded to this a little bit, but before I actually went into full time ministry, uh, I was in a different type of interior design that looked a whole lot like designing offices and hospitals and corporate spaces. And so that's kind of my my background. I thought I would, thought I would always be doing that, you know, kind of going forward in life. But then I met Jesus and he just has this way of of changing who we are over time, the desires and the passions of our heart. And so then I joked that he called me into a different kind of interior design that looked a whole lot like redesigning the hearts and minds of the teen girls. And now I've transitioned into women's ministry. So of the women around me. And so when I started, you know, going around and speaking, Stephanie, I kept hearing women say to me over and over again, life isn't turning out the way I thought it was going to go. You know, I had these plans Mm -hmm. for my life and, you know, I'm praying, but God is sometimes silent, or I'm even wondering if he still cares or if he still knows that I'm down here and where is he? And is he moving? Does he see? And so I thought, I wonder if there's a way to combine the interior design part of who I am with the Bible teacher part of who I am. And so as an interior designer out in the corporate world, I would use a set of principles, Stephanie, to help guide all of my design decisions as I was going into a space. And as God, as we all know, is our master designer, the master architect, if you will, of our lives, I thought, does he use those same principles as he is redesigning us? Does he use patterns? in our lives to catch our attention? Does he use balance and emphasis and repetition and space and movement? He sure does. And so that is how this book came to be.
0: I love that. Thank you for sharing. And you talked about how, you know, women Just people in general, I think, wonder, well, where is God and why isn't my life looking exactly the way I planned it out? Um, And especially for us type A perfectionist, me right here, Uh Um, recovering (laughs) recovering perfectionist, I like to say. Um, I'm just wondering if you could share and give some hope to people who just really wish they they could get some reassurance on why things changed, you know, why, why, why things changed and why things went a different direction for them. Why did God, why did God change their plans? They had these perfectly laid plans. Um, and then he changed them, it seems like. So can you give some, our listeners some hope about, um, you know, how God, specifically redesigned your life and how it's actually turning out better now than what you could have planned yourself.
1: Absolutely. Um, and that's kind of what I, I talk about throughout all the different parts of the book. It's just different seasons of my life. And I've also combined other stories from other women who are just like us, Stephanie. Some of them have itty bitty babies. Some of them have kids in college. Some of them are retired. But I've, again, I'm seeing patterns of things falling apart, of dreams dying, of you know friendships that I thought were always going to be there that, well, they just aren't. You know, From living in places I swore, I would never live. And that's what we've had to do being military, you know, having to find new churches Mm -hmm. and new friends and, you know, living again on the East coast out here in DC. It's crazy out here. I never saw myself Mm -hmm. living out here, but here we are. Um, You know, and so again, I shared this too. I thought I was going to be this big time interior designer. So I went to college, got this degree, was going to make millions of dollars, live in New York city in a penthouse, own my own design firm none of that came through, came true. You know, I ended up going into full-time youth ministry, making way less, of course, than $1 million. (laughs) Um, Didn't know Mm -hmm. if I'd ever get married. I was a bridesmaid 12 times. Hello. Before I got married. So, you know, I got ended up getting married to a military guy. Um, Wasn't sure if I'd ever have children. Now I'm a mom of two, you know, and it just goes on and on all the different examples of how life has not gone the way I plan, and sometimes God has shown me. He has shown me maybe you know, whether six months or a year or two, five years later, why maybe certain things happen. But other times, Stephanie, He has not, and I'm still waiting. Or maybe I don't know. This side of heaven, I'll never know. And I talk about in the book that you know, at some point we have to come to terms with that our God is sovereign meaning that he is in control over everything because he's already designed it, that he sees what we cannot. And that's kind of where that faith thing comes in. And Deuteronomy 29, 29 is a great verse to memorize, where it talks about that there are some things that are going to be secret and known only to the Lord, that he has the revealed will, which is his words in you know scripture, in the Bible that we can learn about him and how we're to live. But then he has this part of his will that's the secret will. And those are sometimes things that we are never going to know this side of heaven. And so if we truly want to find peace in the midst of the shocks and the surprises and not having everything figured out, we have to kind of submit to that secret will and to the sovereignty of God and say, okay, Lord, help me. Help me to trust you. Help me to wait for this. Or even if I'll never know this side of heaven, help me to just keep going and doing this thing because he does have purposes. He does have designs for your life. And one of the things you and I talked about before we started recording is my sweet mom. You know, that's probably been the biggest shock mm-hmm. is that she's still supposed to be here helping me raise my babies. And at the age of 37, I lost her to breast cancer. And so now she's at home in heaven fully healed, you know, but God didn't heal her this side of heaven. Like so many of us, hundreds of us kept praying and praying. I mean, she was sick for 11 years. I watched her die for 11 years and, and God said, no, I will not heal her this side mm-hmm. of heaven. So that is a huge thing that I've had to really work through and trust and know that I may never know all of the whys, but every time I get to hug another woman who is crying because her mom is walking through it, I do see some of that because I'm able to comfort her. I'm able to encourage her. And I do think that is part of the why. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. And we talked about this a little bit as well. And I feel like, you know, in just a few minutes, could you give encouragement to that woman listening who is walking through a dark season right now and says god where are you how can i trust you
1: that's so and these are things that i've had to do over time i think that that question ladies is okay to ask over and over and over again because i think this this grief that we're going to experience the questioning it is a process and our god is gracious with us he is patient with us there is no question that can over you know like confuse him or, you know, like he is so gracious. Mm -hmm. He wants us to keep coming to him while he is working out some of these answers. So some of the things that I have done, one is to stay in his word. When I am searching for the wise, go to, to the Bible, go to the scriptures, because sometimes the answers are actually there. And the more that I'm studying that, the more I'm committing his truths to memory, those answers are going to come. I'm going to be able to kind of discern what he is doing. So that is one way that I do it. Prayer is another way that I kind of get through those those questioning uh, times. It's, It's really praying, God, you know not so much just for the answer, but Lord, show me more of who you are because you say you're my comfort. You say you're my strength. You say you're my, you know, whatever I need to get through that period of questioning or through that period of grief. Sometimes he's asking me just to ask for or waiting for me to just ask him to be those things. If that makes mm-hmm. sense in prayer, mm-hmm. the best way that we can receive that. It may not change the circumstance, but it may change who we are, and it will over time the more we pray. So the word, prayer, and the last thing I do is accountability. I surround myself, or community in other words, I surround myself with other women who know the Lord too, who have been through the valleys like I have, that can come around me and to encourage me back with the truth, um, to encourage me to pray and all these things that we've been talking.
0: Thank you for sharing that. That's beautiful. I am really inspired by that personally in my in my life and and we talked a little bit about staying in his word and mm-hmm. and just the importance of reading the Bible. I agree that if we fill ourselves with the world, we're going to be really let down, but yes. if we fill ourselves with God's word, we we will be comforted. It doesn't change the mm-hmm. circumstance, but I- it definitely Like this podcast is titled, you know, it brings us joy, something Mm -hmm. that is deeply rooted, something that endures versus, you know, fleeting happiness um, that comes and goes based on circumstance. Um, So this actually leads into the idea of, I want to dive deeper into the idea of space. Mm -hmm. So one of the design principles in your book that you talk about is space. And um, you specifically talk about losing your sweet mom and how, um, you know, this leaves an empty hole and, you know, some of our listeners maybe do relate to losing someone close to them. They might relate to just losing their sense of self in motherhood. Um, just losing time that they used to have with God and now they don't know what to do. There's a lot of loss in the world. That's just the broken world we live in. Um, and so I like the idea of thinking about space and how God uses this design principle in particular. Um, mm-hmm. So could you just dive deeper into it and, and share with our listeners um, this principle of space and, and how God can fill that empty space in us?
1: Sure. Well, and in design, so what I've done throughout the book is I've looked at each of these design principles as I would have again used them right out in the real interior design world, but then how they parallel or relate back to us in a spiritual sense, or even the personhood um, or ways and actions of God. And so, with space from a design standpoint, the negative space is all around us. It's what we can't see. It just kind of goes on and on and surrounds everything that we touch and can see. But the positive space is actually the objects that we can see. And so the negative exists to draw your attention back to what is positive. And so from the spiritual sense, then God works in that same way through death, through loss, which you said creates that negative space within us. It is there to draw our attention back to Him, which is the positive space, or as I say throughout the book, the focal point of our life, because I think you would say too, Stephanie, in those moments where we are faced with whatever type of loss, and thank you for pointing out how many different types of loss we can all experience, it Mm -hmm. does cause us to pause and go, okay, what is this about? What is this life about? Is this all there is? Is there a higher power? Is there a God? Like, I don't understand this, you know? And that's the point. It's to get us to start thinking, you know what, this, this life is fleeting. This is not all there is. There's got to be somebody or something out there, you know, that is moving. And we know from the Bible, of course, and through my own testimony, and again, throughout the book, testimonies of all these other women, that it is God who is out there at the end, that he is in the valley with us, that he will mourn with us. That's what his word says, that he's close to the brokenhearted. He is close to those who mourn. We know that he sacrificed his own son, Jesus on the cross. So he's very well aware with grief. We see throughout mm-hmm. the gospel in the new Testament that Jesus uh, lost one of his best friends, Lazarus, and that he wept. Yes. So God is not mm-hmm. asking us, to walk through any valleys that he himself or his son, Jesus Christ, have not already walked through. And because of his great love for us, what I want to communicate is that we do not grieve alone. It may feel like that. I know we cannot see Jesus. I know we cannot touch God. I know that. Believe me, I've been following him for quite a while. But what I can tell you this is, is I never feel more closer to him than when I'm grieving my mom, or I've never felt his presence or his comfort through other people or through, you know, a gift in the mail at the right time or, you know, whatever. I can just know that that is him. And so one of the things that I point out that surprising for me and maybe some of the listeners, and even you can relate to this, Stephanie, is that one of the blessings of grief, because there are some, I, I you know, I don't understand why our society tries to tell us we shouldn't grieve you know, why it's a bad thing to have a sad Mm -hmm. day or to feel sad. No, God gave us those emotions. You know, it's okay to grieve. But one of the beautiful things that can come from that that I talk about is that our grief and loss then enable us to love others better and deeper. It allows us to really understand what is important in this life. And it's those babies of ours. It's that family. It's those friends because our time with them is so precious. And sometimes we would not know that unless we had experienced loss and the grief that comes with it.
0: I agree. Yeah, I just was um, writing down some of what you were saying. That was really powerful truth you're sharing and something that just kind of made me realize, oh yes, you're right. I mean, I think there are some, I just had kind of an aha moment of, mm-hmm. you know, when you are walking through those valleys, mm-hmm. you you're, something in your heart changes. You know, some of those deep pains, like I shared with you, my mom, Mm -hmm. um, you know, her cancer, um, it returning and her having to go through treatment and just the suffering involved and the questioning of why, why, why God, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it is interesting that it does help you love better. It's weird that it it opens this other part of your heart up, um, that just allows you to love in a more, deep authentic real way because you're acknowledging you know that pain there and we all have pain of some sort we're just that's just how we're made and um and we have to fill it with god right Okay, that's the end of part one. Thank you for tuning in to episode 19 of 500 Seconds to Joy. And Tracy Steele is such an inspiration to me. I can't wait for you to listen to part two of our conversation. Head on over to episode 19.5. It is available for you right now if you have the time to listen. And Tracy just gives you so much more encouragement and a great action item that is super simple to put into practice this week. Okay. Enjoy the rest of your day. And if you listen to part two, enjoy that. Bye for now.